Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, bringing you another stellar episode of Monday Madness on June 7th, 2021. I don't know what the weather was like where you were, but it is finally summer here in Colorado. Here on the Front Range, it was able to pop through that 80-degree barrier and things were getting toasty. Time to bust out the shorts, sprinklers, and burgers because that good sunshine is here and it's time to soak it up. But I know you didn't come here to listen to me make small talk about the weather like I'm some college kid on spring break in Miami. You came here for the hottest news surrounding the oil and gas industry. To kick it off, it's time to see if oil has not only punched through 70, but if it has stayed there. We've seen a few early spikes in the previous weeks, but nothing that stayed above for a significant amount of time. Well, I've got good news and I've got bad news. The bad news is that we did not break 70, that's right, it topped out at 69.75 before falling again, but the good news is that it hasn't fallen lower than $69 at all this Monday, at least since the recording of this podcast. This is an improvement over previous weeks because we have tested $70 before, but the usual price response is a drop to the $66 to $68 range before trending back up. To me, that means if we're continuing to test 70, there's definitely enough pressure to eventually push it through that $70 point. I mean, we bounce off smaller and smaller every time it happens, so really, it is just a matter of time. I'm not saying it's going to be this week or in a month, but I am confident that we will push through soon. Still, we don't want to get too greedy as it was only May 20th that the price had dipped to $61.94. When you frame it like that, $69 doesn't sound too terrible. I think at this point, we're starting to see pressure from a fundamentals level stemming from a geopolitical reason. As more and more drilling, or really any oil and gas activity for that matter, gets banned or restricted, especially on public lands, the less we are able to replace our reserves domestically. By that, I mean companies are working through a lot of their wells as they approach the end of their lifespan given current technology and have not had the chance to operate on public lands or other locations they may have been planning to develop. Inventory reports have been mostly negative this year, but one glaring problem with this little theory is that the rig count continues to climb, which brings us nicely into the next statistic. Like I was saying, the rig count has had a pretty good year so far. Up until this point, only two weeks of negative change that were tied at only one rig lost, which is not too shabby if you ask me. If you look at the net change for 2021, you would see that we are up 105 rigs since the start of 2021 and up 172 rigs on the year. Still, the average change since the start of this year is about 4.75 rigs per week, which is pretty modest. Unfortunately, the most recent report revealed that another rig has fallen. Not good, but again, only one, which brings the cumulative negative total to three rigs for the year 2021, which is still easily displaced by a single average week. From a major basin perspective, the Haynesville added one to bring its total to 48, and the Ardmore Woodford added one to bring its total to two hull rigs. If you aren't familiar with the Ardmore Woodford, it's a small gas field in southern Oklahoma that really doesn't see a ton of action these days. Still, they doubled their drilling activity, which is significant. Otherwise, the Permian lost one, falling to 232 rigs, and the granite wash of North Texas and Oklahoma lost two, leaving them with only one rig. From a state perspective, New Mexico is up two, Louisiana is down one, and Texas is down two. Really, no other significant changes in the other categories as it was almost no difference on the week, net, and most things do remain unchanged. Not a bad report, but definitely underwhelming considering the momentum we've been gaining throughout the year. Let's take it over to our inventories. If you didn't catch it, Red Petro released a short written segment called Thirsty Thursday this past week, 
that walks you through just how much of the inventories we've drunk through as a country. Make sure to have a cold one ready for this Thursday as we may be releasing that segment once more to keep you immediately up to date on all the most recent reports and why or how the inventories might have changed. If you'd like to read last week's, it is on rarepetro.com and hey, nothing wrong with having a drink while looking over that one too. Still, to recap that report, the API reported a 5.36 million barrel drawdown and the EIA reported a 5 million barrel drawdown, both of which smashed their estimates. This is on par with drawdowns we've seen so far in 2021 and is the biggest one we've seen in about a month since May 4th, which the EIA estimated was just shy of 8 million barrels. As for the refined products, oil was definitely the feedstock of choice as gasoline inventories increased. While the U.S. is still technically within its five-year inventory history, it is dangerously close to punching through the floor. California averaged $4.20 a gallon through Memorial Day weekend, even though inventories are well within regular territory. This is a direct result of California's voting for continued gas tax increases that does not require voter approval from back in 2018, combined with the fact that they are just way too many trucks and not enough people willing to drive them, which leads to a supply chain bottleneck. So when you do end up filling up the pump this week, remember, it could be a whole lot worse unless you are in California, which I would say, I'm sorry. Propane, however, saw a little build, which is appropriate for this time of year, but it is still a bit more expensive than usual. While you might be paying just a little bit more for propane right now, some people feel that a shortage could be right around the corner. Turns out everyone who is staying in due to COVID is contributing to high demand for propane through, get this, pool heating. Not only that, but gas companies are doing their best to stock up and make sure that there's enough supply should another freeze occur like Texas saw earlier this year. Overall, a good inventory report, a little bit less desirable drilling report, and some strong WTI prices. I'm excited to see if we are above $70 per barrel by the end of this week. But that is the end of our statistics. For our stories, I feel like we've been neglecting news over mergers and acquisitions, so today we are starting out strong with the recently formed Civitas. If you don't recall, Civitas Resources is the resulting company formed from the Bonanza Creek and Extraction merger. Today, the company announced post-merger, it will acquire fellow DJ Basin operator Crestone Peak. This is a move that we've seen from several companies lately, really. Buy out smaller companies and become the ruler of the basin. Well, minus the merger of Houston-Denver Simrex and Bakken Base Cabot. Either way, this particular merger is of essential importance because it highlights the blitz towards ownership from the original Bonanza and Extraction partners. I'd even go as far as to say that they merged to be able to afford more acquisitions like this Crestone Peak deal that we are looking at this morning. I would not at all be surprised if they continued to acquire companies until it was just Chevron, Civitas, PDC, and Occidental ruling all of the DJ. I don't want to speculate any further than that just because it feels too far into the future to venture, but it is something to keep in the back of your mind nonetheless as you look at all of these basins. Again, this isn't specific to the DJ or even Colorado. It is merger season across the United States as prices continue to climb. Civitas will be paying for Crestone with just over a billion dollars in stock. This should result in Civitas having an equity of $3.95 billion, or about $4.5 billion after debt. Civitas said that this deal will bring their production base to about 160,000 barrels per day and help them to become a carbon-neutral producer. Big things are happening in the DJ, and I am excited to watch this company grow. Next, I would like to talk 
gambling on Wall Street. Don't worry, we will not be discussing GME or Dogecoin, but rather the aggressive calls, well, aggressive if you perceive it that way, being put up in the commodity space. Many traders are beginning to secure $100 oil options as they believe both Brent and WTI may reach $100 per barrel as soon as the beginning throughout the middle or end of 2022. Basically, 2022 is the golden year with a lot of people betting on the end, some people earlier. The Wall Street Journal put out a graph showing the number of $100 WTI call options from 2020 to about now. It hugged the 20,000 mark for most of 2020 before ramping up and dropping from 35,000 to 18,000 in November. Then, as soon as prices started to climb into the $40 range at the end of last year, almost 50,000 contracts were secured over the course of a couple of weeks. Now, there are almost 90,000 outstanding WTI call options with a $100 barrel strike price. For those of you who may not be so well-versed in options, here's what that means. A significant amount of people are bullish enough to put money down now on bets that oil will be $100 by some point in 2022. If they are wrong, they cover the contracts and lose the money. If they are correct, they would likely make insane profits from now to the end of 2022, as these goals are pretty up there and out of the money. Still, Adam Webb, the chief investment officer of Blue Creek Capital Management, said these calls are a no-brainer as the company sold many of its put options to fund the purchase of even more $100 calls, which he judges to be unsustainably cheap. Other analysts like Natasha Kaneva of JP Morgan say that it is all but impossible, but it would still take a lot of pre-pandemic demand to push through that price, and Iran striking a nuclear deal with the U.S. would put even more oil into the market. As it stands, December 2022 contracts are the most popular WTI call, accounting for more than 60,000 outstanding options, responsible for 60 million barrels of crude oil. Still, others are doing their best to trade in the money, like Westbeck Capital Management. They sold their $65 Brent calls for December 2022 and are using the proceeds to buy $80 contracts. That is, they are selling those $65 calls that were going to expire in December of 2022 that they bought last year out for those $80 contracts for 2023. The timing on when they purchased the calls and the contract expiration dates are both important because that is how they're making the profit to make others pay a premium to buy a $65 call now compared to a year ago and then rolling that money into contracts that are even further out with the higher strike price. Different strategies all around, but they all see a common finish. Oil prices higher than they are today. But that's just what the execs and suits have to say. Rare Petro is more interested in what you have to say. Hey, yeah, I'm talking to you listening to this podcast. Believe it or not, I don't do this to hear the sound of my own voice. We actually do this podcast to keep you in the know and offer free value and information to the public. Still, we want to voice some of your opinions on the podcast. So here's the big question. Where do you think oil prices are headed? Are we bottomed out with nowhere else to go but up? Will the global environmental movement kill the industry and tank the price? We want to hear your input and feature it on the show. Go ahead and leave a review and email me at podcast at rarepetro.com for a chance to have your opinion featured. And not only that, you will also be entered into a drawing for a gift for us to express our thanks from hearing you. That's right. You want to earn some Rare Petro swag? Email us with your name you left the review under, or heck, I'll meet you halfway if you simply email us with your opinion, and it could be featured on the show as you sit at home listening with your favorite Rare Petro swag. Again, that's podcast at rarepetro.com to tell us where you think oil prices are headed 
and why to be featured on the show and maybe earn some gear. It can be an email, it can be a video, it can be a voice memo, really whatever. I'll be bringing up this new promotion every week with a new question, so don't miss out. Thanks again for your continued reviews, engagement, and support. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I'm Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody.